0: Well, it was expected that his chances of winning were quite high. He had mobilized and he was a secretary general having a reach to all different regions at the time when the contest was taking shape.
1: So he talks about, you know, first uh, order of business being uh, establishing unity within the party. How difficult or how easy a task is this um, in a province where there seems to be increasing tensions?
0: It's going to be actually his lead mass test because this is the most difficult exercise, especially in an ANC across the country, which has progressively become factionalized and also where patronage networks seem to be embedded and rooted in a way that corrode any unity. His very first test would be to see how he encourages this kind of unity going to the Ettegwini region or regional elections which have been postponed because of those factions. And the second one is how he works with the incumbent Premier, even though they had contested sometimes acrimoniously up to this time.
1: And, of course, uh, the big question is what bearing this outcome will have on um, the balance of forces going into the party's national elective conference in
0: 2017? The early indications are that the current leadership would prefer a leader who comes and and. And for now, the names that are quite prominent in that sense is Ngosa Zanazuma and uh, Dr. Zolim Kiza. So to that extent, I would say those rooting for a female president would say they do have an edge. But two years is a very long time in politics. Things do change over time. Succession battles may have different permutations different negotiations with provinces which may want different concessions.
1: Now, just looking at um, the factionalism that bedevils the party as a whole, but uh, KZN in particular, what impact do you think uh, the extent of these factional divisions within the party in the province will have on the province's ability to influence ANC uh, politics nationally?
0: It has a great impact. When KZN was united, it would be difficult to stop them. But once divided, just like the Eastern Cape, the Eastern Cape had become a dominant region for years, and it was always assumed that it would uh, occupy that space. Then when division started in what was then the largest region in the country, over Tambo, over succession issues, it spread to the other regions like Amatole and many others. It led to the Eastern Cape literally collapsing from being number one in its position and its vote being divided between the then-President Tabombeki and uh, incoming President uh, Jacob Zuma. If KZN doesn't resolve its divisions, it may suffer the same fate, especially if you look at the decline of numbers that were reported recently it affects every province but a province divided is less than what it could be when united
1: and then also just uh, at that very conference the uh, president Jacob Zuma um, making some very interesting statements at that conference hitting out at uh, people whom he didn't name but I think uh, was pretty clear to everybody uh, you know who he was uh, sub tweeting there, sub talking to. And uh, what did you make of those statements and also the one that the ANC comes before the country? Are we misconstruing what the president said?
0: Uh, Actually, I do think that it was an interesting mark uh, and surely the president was angry and agitated. I'm not so sure whether it was the best approach to the problems because being presidential means You have to suffer the strings and the arrows, but you must always rise above. Whilst challenging the manner those who are critics have raised the issues, it must also be in the ANC's own interest to say why ANC veterans are speaking out in some of these instances and what is ANC not doing to create space for them internally to voice those. In theory, they may say they should have voiced these internally. Is that space there, is that internal democracy obvious to everybody without repercussions? Those are the kinds of discussions that uh, the president ought to be reflecting on in order to encourage such open discourse within the confines of the party, rather than to discourage them to a point where they may say it signals intolerance.
1: Well, and just finally, um, what would be the correct response to the question as to which comes first, the country or the party?
0: must and must always be the country. Parties must present themselves to say, how does their manifesto their policies serve the country? rather than the country serving the party. It is always a winning formula. The day and the moment a party starts using itself as being the country and its own interests being national interests, then the challenge would be there. The only way you could introspect, you could reproduce yourself, is to test how relevant you are to the national interests. We sometimes may be at variance with the party interest. And then any party that always reminds itself of how it serves the people rather than how it serves the party will always have a winning formula.